one breath, one breath, Hamesh Meyers Ish, MVA, so all the way until the word Aseris inclusive. Okay. Ended. Now, we're not going into the Pratim, we mentioned Pratim Shabbos. The Iker is, take a good look. If we are learning the Megillah for yourself, you will see that there are many Psukim. There's a Posig Vav, which is Uveshushan Abiru. Posig Zayin is Ve'ez Parshan Dosa. Posig Ches, that's a new Posig. Ve'ez Poirosa. Posig Tes is another Posig. Ve'ez Parmashta. Right? Posig Yud belongs further to Aseres B'nei Haman, all the way down. You get it? Now, Hamesh Me... Zayim Moichel. Huh? I can do it. It's the end of a posse. No, no. I'll say it. It's the end of a posse. Say it a little. Yeah, exactly. That's so, Hamesh Meisis belongs to posse Vav. The word Aseris belongs to posse Yud. So, look at such a dover. A Chiddush God, what the Gemara is saying. When the Gemara teaches us that we have to say that Aseris B'neihama B'neshima Achas, it's a dover, it's a Chiddush, it's very novel. What's so novel? Because normally when you read the psukim, they're separate psukim. And Chamesh Meish belongs to Posuk Vav. And you're starting a new Posuk, Veis Parshan Dosa. And Al Derech Zay, the Posuk test finishes, Vaisosa. And Aseris Ben Yama goes on from Posuk Yud. Comes the Gemara and is Mechadish that you have to say it's Benishim Achas in one breath due to the fact that they all died at once. That is the, novel, the novelty of this, of this din. Okay, and this is brought to our attention by a, a, by a sefer called Ole Tomor from Rabbi Sochar Tomor, and that is a monu- he wrote a monumental work on Talmud Yerushalmi, and it's frequently quoted. I noticed, I just in- inspected it. The art scroll edition on Talmud Yerushalmi quotes him frequently, and he's a phenomenal mechaber from Poyul, a big a big London, a big going. He was a rov a chaver bezdin in Tel Aviv and Yafo. Uh, I think so. And his name is Rabbi Sacha Tomer. It's available. You can buy it today, etc., whatever. Ole Tomer. So in Mesechta Megillah, Perigimal Aloha Zayin, he says that's the Chedzachidish Godel. That you read it, it's really separate Pesukim. You have to say it when the Shemach it all becomes one, one month, right? One bunch together. And he brings to our attention, we find the identical thing by Matan Torah, by the Aseras Adibris. You'll take out the Aseras Adibris. So there's a Tam Elyon and there's a Tam Tachta. The Tam Tachten means the trap, which is Tachten, meaning when you read the Chumash, take out a Parshas Yisroi, and you'll see the breakdown of the Psukim in one way. Okay? Nevertheless, when you read the Kriyas Atera, uh, generally it's uh, Yisroi and Vaschan, but definitely on Matan Torah and Shavuos, you read it Betam Elyon. So the breakdown of the Psukim are totally different. And they're grouped together as four, etc. Depending on how HaKadosh Baruch Hu said it at Matan Torah, that's the way it was, it's bro- the breakdown on, on Matan Torah and Pashas Yisroi. And Vaschanon, according to most of Hogim, is that we say Betam Elyon in those times, and the breakdown is the way HaKadosh Baruch Hu said it at Matan Torah, and that's the way it's written in the in other words, Hashem, there was Aseris Adibris. So it's, the breakdown is according to the Aseris Adibris. According to the ten, the ten Dibris. Rather, when it's in the Chumash, the breakdown of the Psukim is not based on the Aseris Adibris. There's a separate breakdown of Psukim. So you look at the Chumash and the din, interesting thing. So he brings to our attention the Holy Torah as follows. He says, look, the din is, the Mogan Avram says, when a Yid is learning for himself as a Yochid, as an individual, he must learn it with Tamatachtan. In other words, because the rules are, there are special rules called Psukah de Lepaskin Moshe Anan Lepaskin. We have no right to dissect and break, make breakdown of, break up of Psukim the way we like it. We have to do it according to the way it is introduced in the Chumash. 
Therefore, he says, a Yochadin individual has to learn the Psukim and stop and start, etc., according to the way the breakdown of the Psukim is in the Parshish Yisroi or the Parshish Vashem and the Chumish Betama Tachtoi. Not the way they read it in the Kriya, in the public for the Tzibur, right, on, on, on Matan Torah. But Dafka by Matan Torah, we read it the other way, according to the way the Dibras was said. Al Derech Zeb Benitin Didan, the Holy Tomer says, the same seems to apply. Aseres Ad Dibras with Aseres Ben Haman. You have to say Lahavdul? What do you say Lahavdul? So Aseres Adibris with Aseres Benayama, and actually it's written on two columns, yeah? See, it? it's like the two Luchas, yeah? So there's certain humor in Torah, yeah? So that may be the Aseres Benayama. Derach Agav, the Gemara says, Mephurish in Shabbos, in Shabbos, that Matan Torah, it's not a Purim Torah. It's a good Purim Torah because Hadaki blew over Mechashverish. So there was the Matan Torah, there was Regenerative, right? There were. They rededicated, they rededicated themselves to HaKadosh Kimu Vekiblu, right? The Gemara says, HaKadosh Kimu Vekiblu in the time of Purim. So there was the Matan Torah, which was the reestablished, etc. So anyway, so there's the Haman. So he says, when you learn the Megillah for yourself, you have to learn it like a Yochid. And like a Yochid, that means to say you're definitely learning that Vabet Chamesh Meisish and the Posek ends there. And you start learning a new Posek, Veis Parshan Dosa, etc., etc. And you finish the Posek, Veis Vaizosa. And you start learning a new Posek, Aseres Bnei Hambalei Abdosa, etc., etc. But when it comes to the Kriya Satori Betzibur, you have to say Bereshim Achas. That's the novel din of what the Gemara tells us. Okay. That's one thing I wanted to say, one supplement. In other words, we can appreciate the Chiddush of this Gemara based on his analysis. Okay. One more thing, and this is not one more thing, this is basically an ikr of the Rogachover Goin, and this is in sequence. The Rogachover Goin says this in sequence to what is Mechadish. What he said was that we must, the Tzibur musts, what a must? Must means we have, it's preferable, we learned that according to most poskim, it's preferable. says, in the first instance, we have to say it in one breath, bidi eved, if you cannot, so it's acceptable even without the one breath. Nevertheless, El Yorabba said that if you realize you didn't do it with one breath after you said that, you do it over again. So here we go. You don't have to go back to the beginning of the Megillah like it says in Maril, like they did in Magensa, that they went back to the beginning of the Megillah. The Chachmi Adur made them pass but he says, no, it's good enough just to go over. So anyway, listen, it'll be like a broken record. Shane Kickstarter. I would like to come to the shul. And we're like, Hazen, in short breath. And he's saying, no, I said it's been a yom ten times to say it all in one breath. I'm poor him. I said, Zangit. I'm a guy. I would love it. I would love it. Okay, I'm looking for a chazan like that. Anyway, let's move. Okay, yeah, good. So just imagine. Zangit, let's move. The Rogachover says a Givaldic thing. He says, look. He says, and he doesn't bring the Vilna going, but it's known. The, the, the going from Vilna in Vilna, Vilna the Vilna going Bir Hagro in his commentary on Shulchan Aruch. He is of the opinion, he's very, he's adamant, he's very dissatisfied that the Aseres Bnei Homan are written in large, bold letters. Take out your Megillah. Mm-hmm. All of your Megillah is written in the same form and fashion, except when it comes to the Aseres Bnei Homan. Now, the facts are that halachically there are many halachas on how to write Aseres Bnei Homan. In other words, the order, the fashion, the style, the way it's written, okay? And therefore, they're written in columns, etc., based on the Bavli, Yerushalmi, etc., etc., exactly. All the poskim discuss it. That's, it's brought in Shukhanor of the poskim, in Tophrei Tzadikalaf. But besides all of that, the question is should they be written in large, bold letters or not, okay? So even if it has to take up a whole column, or if it doesn't have to take up a whole column, some have it take up a whole column, right? Some have it only half a column, but nevertheless, everybody has them in bold letters. 
So the Vilna Gaon is very dissatisfied. He says there's no basis to have it in bold letters because if you look, you know, there is a, there is a, it's, rec- it's recorded, we know there's a Messiah, in other words, where we have from Sinai, which letters in the Sefer Torah are larger, right? Certain letters are large. Most letters are standard, Benuni, right? We have letters, certain letters which are tiny, like Vayikra. There's the small olive in the Vayikra. There's certain letters which are large, like wherever, wherever the... Yeah, Gochen, yeah, different, Gemara mentions different, different letters which are large, etc. So the Oisi is Doyleis and Oisi is Tanis and Oisi is Benio. So then we have a standard letters. So there's no basis, says the Vilna Goin, in the Mesorah to, to have all of these letters in large, bold letters. Nevertheless, the, the, the other posts can come around and they, are, they, they, they reconcile it and they find basis for it. The Dafke, the Mechutten of the Groh, the Nishmas Odom, the Chai Odom, who was the Mechutten of the Groh, which reconciles it, which, by the way, very interestingly, Rab Chaim Lieberman, in one of his works, he writes that in the first edition of the Chai Odom, they omitted, the publishers omitted his preface, because in the preface he writes that due to the fact it is Torah, and therefore if it comes to something I don't understand, I will disagree, and therefore even if the Vilna Goyen says something. Nevertheless, if there's something I disagree with him, I will disagree with him. So the publishers were, it was published in Vilna or Danzig, wherever it was, but whatever the case is, they were chassidim. Followers of the Vilna Goyen, they felt it was disrespectful for the Chayodim to say such a thing towards the Vilna Goyen, and therefore they omitted. In the first edition of the Chayodim, this preface is not there, it's been already republished. But today, everybody, everything's accepted, unfortunately. So whatever the case is, but definitely the Chayodim is the one, the first and foremost, the greatest exponent of the Torahs of the Groh, etc., Valder the Mishnah Brewer, and the like. But whatever the case is, he, Dafke, in his Nishmas Odom, with, he, with, with the fullest respect, he says, I, you know, whatever, but nevertheless, I have to find reconciliation. He has a lengthy Nishmas Odom and Hilchas Purim to be Miyash of the Shilas of the Groh, etc. Uh, and the same, the Mishnah Brewer brings a different poskim. Whatever the case is, the Vilna Gaon, sorry, the Rogachover Gaon, the Rogachover, based on his opinion that he says, he says this in sequence, he says, based on what I've said, that this has to be said by the, by the people, by the Mispalavim, by the call, and not just, it's insufficient to have the Balkarajah say it, right? He says, with this I appreciate why they are written in large letters. He says, a Dover Nifla. He brings a Toysvis. Now, I'm, t- I'm telling you, no one even knows the Toysvis. It's a Toysvis, so by the way, it's a little toysvis. And it's not such a serious. I mean, you're not allowed to say that. Toysvis, all the toysvis, and I'll give all the toysvis. But it's a toysvis in Nusachatvila, and it's a toysvis. I look at the Mephorshim. There isn't much discussion on it in your standard Mephorshim. Possibly, I didn't inspect further, I didn't have a chance. But I believe there are definitely some who deal with it. And toysvis says as follows Toysvis deals with the order that brochas generally have to, uh, blessings that generally have to have a brocha in the beginning and at the end. We start off with a baruch, we conclude with a baruch. Then there's a brocha smucha, a chavarto, if it comes in sequence is a bracha which comes in sequence to another bracha that has to have an opening statement bracha whatever the Icarus Toysvist states as follows Toysvist says in the in the Birchas Haftorah if you take your Haftorah we have the four blessings which we say after the Haftorah is said okay and the, one of the brachas is right we say Baruch Atah Hashem Elokeinu Melech HaOlam etc etc and then it seems to end with Emez Vatzedek Toysvist says and Neemon Starts something new, a new bracha seemingly. And Teisvis says, "Why?" And if so, there's no baruch there. So Teisvis says, "Nothing doing." Really, Neemon. It's all one bracha. Starts off with Baruch Ata Hashem, Tzur Kol Ha'Olamim. Concludes with Akela Neemon Bechol Tvarov. Nevertheless, in the beginning, there is a pause. It 
there's a pause. Where's the pause? She called Dvarov Sedek. Then it goes on Neemon. What is this Neemon? So Toysvis says the custom was, and actually this is recorded in Mesichta Safra and Perikud Gimel. The custom was that in all the congregations, when it came to this blessing, the fellow said the Haftarah, he's saying the Baruch after the Haftarah, it came to this section, and what is he speaking about? How Hashem is trusted, etc., etc. That's what he's praising Hashem. So the customs in the shul were, that the custom in the shuls were, that the, the people, the call, right? The whole the quorum stood up when it came to this section. He paused. The one who was saying the Baruch paused. Everybody gets up and in unison says, Ne'emon atohu Hashem elokeinu until the Baruch. And when they stopped, he then continues on and says it. Okay. Therefore, says Toysus, listen. Therefore, says Toysus, that's why you will find that in the Machzorim, the word Nehmon is published large, large, bold letters, says Toysus. Because the Nehmon was said by the whole public, by the whole even in the shul. Okay? It wasn't just a private thing for the one who said the Haftarim. That's why it's written in large letters. End it. So the same thing here. Zogdar what do you see from this Toysus? Thank you. Says the Chover, what do you see from Tesis? That when a thing, which, if, if it's not good enough for the Balkhara to say it, to the, Bal, the one who's saying the Birkhus after everybody has, has to say it, right? So then it's written in large letters, it says that's why in the Megillus Esther, all the Aseras Bene Homan are written in large letters just for this reason. And he's happy, and he ends with that. Okay. He doesn't bring no chayodom. The Rokhachevah says this. He doesn't bring not a real nagoin and not a chayodom. He just says it. In other words, the Rokhachevah saw that everybody says that says Ben Yehoman aloud. He wants to be a miyashim. The meaning he says is menadim. Then he sees that all the Megillahs have large letters. So he says it's based on the Tosfos. Ended. He doesn't bring no chayodom. Maybe he knew of the chayodom. Maybe he knew of the vil nagoin. Maybe he was discussed in Dvinsk. Maybe it was or maybe it wasn't. That's a separate issue. But that's what he says. Al pshat. And we end with this and we're going up with a new topic. What about the, the rest of the things that folks of him that we say? We do it in Pnei We said that already. But we don't say them in big, we don't, we don't in big letters. That's though. correct, because it's merely a minig. It's merely a minig. And we do it in Pnei According to the Rogachover, this is incumbent upon us to say. So, so to speak, therefore, there's a... Okay. It's not a Purim Torah. That's the main thing. And it's written in the Chidushi Torah of the Rogachover on Hilgor, a supplement to Hilchus Gerushin, printed at the end of Sefer Aflo, which Rav Zevin says, look at that. The, firstly, the Rogachover is Bechol, doesn't seem to be the type to be bothered to be Menhogim Bechol. He was such a giant. He was into heavier things, bigger things, you know, loftier things. Look how he partakes with Menhogim Yisrael, number one. Number two, you would have expected that he has it somewhere in Hilchus Purim. He sat down and discussed the issues. He's talking about Alochus in Hilchus Gerish and about Shemei Koine. So as a supplement, he brings a Toiseft and then he brings the Toisvist and then he brings the Minik. Very interesting. Okay. In today's Sedra, in Parshas Truma, okay, we find... I'm sorry, in Parshas Tetzava, was his? Ah, yeah, was on the team. Fafel Shabbos, can't give Shabbos is giving a pirim to you. Shabbos is giving to you. Emir Sahashem, Emir Sahashem, what is it, the coming week? Yeah, hopefully the coming week and the week after. The week after we only have a Monday, right? Because Wednesday night is already, is, 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 yeah. So Emir Sahashem, hopefully we'll deal, we'll touch on in Yonam of Purim, hopefully. Okay. There isn't much from the Rogachov, but there is, but... Uh, 
question is, what is, uh, what is, yeah. Not on Shabbos. Yeah. Okay, let's go. Yeah, this Shabbos is no shir. Okay. For those who are here and didn't know, didn't hear. Okay. There is a shir. It's in Sydney, though. Yeah, you notice that the air conditioning went off. <laughs> Why? I should schwitz a little, huh? Okay, I have to schwitz, I'll schwitz. Okay, if in today's... Go, it'll be worse, I reckon. Uh, is it? I thought it cooled off. It cooled change, no? It's almost over, shit. Don't worry. I can have another. Uh, yeah. What do you want? They used to... You know what my mother used to say? Hey, I hope this is not recorded. You know what my mother used to say on me? He's a born complainer. That's what my mother used to say. She still says it. She doesn't. That's you? She That's doesn't. You? But she used to say, you're a born complainer. Okay. Halavai, she should say it to me today. Today, she's only, she only complimenting me. Let me go further. A little more than you want to hear from here. You get me enough more than you want. It's on this half telephone. Okay. We're learning about the... Yeah. The Rogachover asks as follows. In Parshas Titzava, when it comes to the Avnei Shoyham, the Torah says, in, on, in the Stone Edition, page 466. Where are you? Tell me where pay, In the Stone Edition, page 466, Pasuk Tes. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says that on the straps, the shoulder straps of the aphoid of the apron, right? We should have on the top, on the top near the shoulders, the two Avne Shoyam. The Avne Shoyam, that's the Shoham stone. You want to know the, the specific type of stone. What is the Shoham stone? You'll take out Rabbi Arya Kaplan. Kaplan. Allah will tell you precisely what it is. I don't even know how to pronounce the word. Excuse me, but I saw it there. So you'll find it there. And it talks about all the stones. Now the Avnei Shoyam, uh, uh, yeah. And it says, the Torah says, Now there were two stones, one on the right shoulder, one on the left shoulder. And on each, in each Evan, the Torah says, Shisha Mishmoisam, in Pasikyut. Six of the names should, of the tribes should be Allah Evan or Echos on one of the stones, inscribed, engraved in one of the stones. There are many different opinions in, in the Poskim based on the exactly opinions of the Rishonim, the order of the names, etc., etc. Now is not the time, we're not going to discuss that. Uh, so we have, uh, as Rashi says, uh, and also in Mesech Tosaita, there are 25 letter, Hebrew letters engraved on the, on the right stone, 25 Hebrew letters engraved on the left stone, and therefore the spellings of Binyam and Yosef were different spellings in order to have the 25 letters on each stone. Uh, the stones were, according to the Rambam, he writes in Hilchas Klei Amigdosh, Perik Tes Alochates, excuse me, oh, I'm sorry, Perik Tes Alochavov, that they were square, Miruboim, uh, the Ibn Ezra, in a short version of the Ibn Ezra, he says they were round. The square naturally or square manufactured? Yafe, Yafe. Look at the Yid remembers. In Chuvis Avne Chefetz from, uh, from Rab Aaron Levin, right? Nat Lewin Zayda. Nat Lewin, the lawyer. Lawyer, Nat Lewin. Zachar Oiseo Ishlutoiv. Yeah, Nat Lewin Zayda. Rab Aaron Levin was a Robin Reisha. So in his Chuvis Avnechevitz, we, we want to discuss this, and he wants to uh, uh, claim that according to the Ramban, the Ramban says that it has to be naturally natural stone. You may not met the mess with it. So therefore, he says, "Hey, look, there seems to be something square naturally, 
and he says it's only that in, 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 uh, in species we don't have, in the human beings, in other words, square, uh, square or in other creations, but in, 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 in uh, mineral. mineral you can find square. That's his opinion. That's what his opinion. Let's go to the middle. Let's go to the middle. There's nothing square in it. Modern is that. This is shape and line. Salt is square. No, it's not. Salt is. It's not. It is. It is. The Lubavitcher Rebbe says it is. We didn't say it's square. The Lubavitcher Rebbe says it is. I've seen a mind in the ground. I'm telling you, the Lubavitcher Rebbe said salt is square naturally. Cube. Cube. Crystals. Crystals. That's number one. Number two. Number two. Number two. And Avnei Chayfetz. Avnei Chayfetz is mefurish. There's two days in Yerushalmi. Tatazisa. One day in Yerushalmi. There's some machloekes in Yerushalmi. We discussed it. You didn't come to that shear. Ah, you missed the shear. He came or not? By the no. He's going to get it tonight. You know where? By when Hakadosh Baruch Hu says that you should stop. Wait. Where? By Yitzhak Mitzrayim. Yeah, by Yitzhak Mitzrayim. To go in Pasha's Mishalach, no? Are you all away? So get a, get that recording, and you'll see that this. Excuse me. The word is Eimer. It's a excuse me. If you would have been here at the shir, you wouldn't open your mouth now. Eimer Ruba Mishayshis and Mevreshis. Good morning. There are two days in Yerushalmi. We discussed it. We brought Avnei Chayfetz. It's not so poshut. You live and learn. Okay. Tatazis. Yeah, we had they were squared, but okay. But we discussed it in Lent and all the Marmakoyim of it. So listen, okay, pay attention to it. So what you ask? We're going back. The Avnei Chayfetz claims that according to the Ramban, we can't mess with the stone. So therefore, if the Ramban says the Ramaruba is proof that as long as it's not something in relation, it's in rel- if, if it's minerals, it can be square. Yes, definitely. Okay, Beseder. With that, he's also miyashiv. The case of no, what's that pasuk in Bishalach? No, Tataziza. No. So it says Mefurish that it was, it was Maruba. Okay, let's go. Let's go to Maruba. It's a statue of a dog. It was a statue of a dog. Yeah, but it says Mefurish in Targim Yonis, and it says Mefurish in Mechilda, it's Mechilda, it's Mechilda, it's But I can't repeat the shear. What, what can I do? Kevin, stop digging. Go with the shear. It's good, good. You learned from YG, but you didn't learn that much yet. Okay, no worries. Come on. All right, no worries. Miguel Vaita. And then he brings that there is another opinion from ancient or whatever, Rabbi Kaplan, Arya Kaplan, that it was a hemispherical. Okay, the shape of the Avni Shoyam. Okay? What, what, what shape is that? What shape? That's half of the globe. Yeah. Kande. Kande. Okay. okay, now the Torah says, the Torah says as follows. Let's go on. It says, in, then we go on. It says in Posigud Chorash Even, Tefatach Al Yisrael. You know, I got the wrong Chumish. I needed the Ascroll Chumish. So So Rashi says, No, it's not good enough. He translates it like, like, he oh, Yeah, okay, so forget it. What can I do? No, Gifarlach. Okay. So basically, Rashi says, Hakadosh Baruch Hu says that the, the the engraving of the of the names should be like a pituche like a signet, right? Like the engraving on a signet, right? So it was engraved, and and once it's engraved, so when they sign with that signet, it's a very clear uh, and sharp sharp lettering, right? The signature. 
Al derech zehetu, Hakadosh Baruch Hu says that the engraving should be in such a manner that it should be pituchei choisom. That's what Rashi explains. Benachem, uh, don't bother. It's all right. It's fine. Sigut. No, not that one. But let's take a seat. Thank you. Okay. Tefatach hashteyha vonim hashmoiz bnei Yisrael. Ended. Okay. Wonderful. All righty. Now, be so. Uh, then we have another pasuk. Then it says v'samtes shteyha vonim. Oh, so now it says here, uh, one more thing. It says in this same pasuk, it says, it says, right? It says you are to engrave it, it was the opposite way. The, Jewish, the names of the tribes were engraved in the stone, not the stone was on the names. Al it says, Tefatach, you should engrave, Eshtehavonim, these two stones, Al Shmoiz Bnei's on the names? The names are in the stone. So it's not the stone on the name. One minute. One minute. So Rashi says, no, Rashi says, Al doesn't mean on. Rashi says, Al means with. He takes it out of the, de- the, the literal translation of Al. It says, Bishemos, okay? With the names. So that's the meaning, with the names of the Bnei Yisrael. That's the way Rashi translates it, okay? Ended. Okay, now, if you'll take a look in Parshas Vayakel, you will find the same expressions. In pa- I'm sorry, in Pekudei Lametes. In Pekudei Lametes Vov, I think, possibly, we'll soon see. Pekudei Lametes. In Pekudei Lametes. Mm. 533. 533. Yeah, correct. Yeah, page 532. Thank you. Page 532. Pasuk Vov. It says, When they actually are doing it, they're doing it that way. It says again, It's on the name. Fine. But then it also says, right? Like it should be engraved, like the signet. It should be a clear expression of the, of the signature in signet. Okay, ended. Now, so it's, it, uh, it's parallel, it's identical to what it says in, in, par, in Parshish Tetzava, but it's Sivui. Kodesh Baruch Moshe Rabbeinu is Metzavad Am Yisrael. Am Yisrael fulfills just what he says. Take a good look all now, if you don't mind, when it comes to the Choshen, to the, to the Choshen, to the breastplate. To the breastplate, we also have to engrave the tribes, the names of the tribes on the stones, correct? Now you find, take a look on page 468, Page 468, You know what? Let's leave that for later, if you don't mind. Let's, let's, not, let's get that carried away. I'll bring it to your attention at the end. Thank you. Let's just concentrate in the meantime on the Avnei Shoyim. Now, in relation to the Avnei Shoyim is as follows. Let me just go on to say. The Mephorshim say interesting things here, and this just will lead us up to what the Rogachover is saying and what, what's novel about the Rogachover's Pshat. Uh, number one... Uh, this just, is just an interesting approach, and that is the approach of the, of the Ksava HaKabola. And that is, Rashi seems to learn based on the Targum, that when it says in the Torah, Tifatach, right, Pituche Choysem, and we're identifying it to the signet, we're actually engraving, and based on what it says in the Shas and the Sichtasaitet of Lametres, that they couldn't actually bang it out, they had to have the Shomir, that worm, right, which was placed on the stones, according to the Ramban, that applies only to the Avnei Choshen. According to other poskim, it applies also to the Avnei, Avnei Shoyam. In other words, it wasn't actually engraved with a tool. 
it was just uh, an ink. We have just made a, a a rule, right, with a pencil, or with a pen, or whatever it was, with ink, and and the the shomer was placed on it, and that caused it to, to to expand, so to speak. Like yeah, okay, like Rashi brings that. Rashi brings it. Okay, on uh, on uh, yeah, let's go on. Uh, so basically, he says an interesting thing. It seems from Rashi, it seems from Rashi and from the Chazal that we're engraving it. He says nothing really forces us to say that the letters were engraved. And he says, look, we're, the same expression, tefatach, you will find by the tzitz. And the tzitz, it's clear that the, the, the letters, Kedesh Lashem, were protruding, the letters, all right? They were engraved from the, from the back side, in other words, they were protruding from the front side. On the head plate, on the forehead plate, right, the letters, Kedesh Lashem, were protruding on that metal, on that golden plate. So if so, he says the same we can learn. It says tefatach. Tefatach in Hebrew says the Ksava Kabola means you should have it ex- express, open. He says, Dafka, they were protruding. He says, nowhere in the Chazal is there anything to force us to say that we have to say that the letters were engraved, they may have been protruding. And Grada the Ramam uses the same Loshan. Tefatach. It says Tefatach like the Loshan Apostle. He doesn't say anywhere. So the Ksava Kabola, that's his take. And he, he's known for that, to say interesting uh, Pirushim based on the, the definition of the terms, uh, the Hebrew grammar and the like, and he's reliable, and he says, therefore, we can learn that by the Avnei Choshen and the Avnei Shoyam, just like the Tzitz, the letters were, uh, was, were protruding, and that's novel, that's why I'm mentioning it. Boilet, boilet, boilet. They were boilet, like the Havdul, excuse me, they're from by Matsavis. You go with certain base, but the Olams, you find Matsavis where the letters are engraved, and you find certain Matsavis, which they made 100 years ago, where the letters are protruding. Uh, the That's what I mean. Like stuck on. Uh, so they're, they're not stuck on. on. So then yeah, the yeah. Shamir would have had to cut the rest of the stuff. No, he doesn't discuss the Shamir. It's, yeah, 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 Dafka that way. Dafka, he, he discusses the Shamir. He says it's no steer to my, to my take on it. Uh, okay, now, the Nitziv Nevalozhin in his Pirish HaEmek Dover, he says, what's the Pshat of the Avonim? Or Al Shmois B'nai Yisrael? And he says, it's Pituch Echoisim. Why are we drawing parallels and it should be identical to the signet? So he says an interesting thing. He says, when people signed their signature once upon a time, they used to have emblems in addition to the, to the signature. They also had an emblem right there. Whatever they're fish. Exactly. So he says, that's what the Torah wants to say. Pituch Echoisim Tefatach Hashteya Avonim. Al Shmois B'nai Yisrael. In other words, in addition to the Shmois B'nai Yisrael, so on the Shmois B'nai Yisrael, all the names which are engraved near Ruvain, there should also be an emblem, an emblem like the signet. So there's an emblem. Dudoim should be near the Ruvain. The Aryeh, the, the lion should be near, the, the emblem of Aryeh should be near the Yehuda. That's the way he touches the Amikdover. That's the Chiddush of this Posuk, Ledatoi, because if you really look at the Posuk at first glance, it seems like the whole Posuk is superfluous. Is Meyuta, because the Torah already said in Posuk Tesufitachta Aleim Shmois B'nai Yisrael, correct? So what is the Torah really telling us anew in Posuk Yudalef? And it seems like he's just repeating himself. So he's just, the only new novel thing we seem to have found in the Posuk is that it has to be like the signet. Right? So what's the Chiddush according to him? The Chiddush is that there's also the emblem has to be in addition. That's the way he touches in the Posuk. Now, what's the Pshat? Al, the Avonim are on the name. So this is um, a Poshat Pshat, a very interesting Pshat, but Russia doesn't learn that way. The Das Kenim, Babaliyatosmus asks the Shailin, he says, this is a steer. On the one hand, it says in the Posuk that the names have to be engraved in the stone. On the other hand, it says that the stone is on the names. So he says, the Torah wants to basically convey 
you see from him is also proof that there's no hechrich, nothing really tells us in the passage we have to engrave it. He says, this tells us that we have to engrave it. Because when we engrave the name, right, so we then have what? Oh. So around the letter which is engraved, we have the stone on the name. You get it? The stone is over the name. Mm-hmm. Engraved in a stone. So the stone comes over the engraving, right? So that's the meaning that the Avonim are all Bnei Shmois Bnei Yisroel. The Torah is basically conveying that the, we have to engrave the name. It shouldn't be protruding. If the, 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 the name's Shluruvein is going to be boiled, it's protruding. So then the Evan is not on the name, right? The Evan is beneath the name, right? But if it is engraved, so then we have the, the stone coming out. What's the big deal? It's obvious. It's partial. Get it? It's partial. And that's what the Daskeni Bebaliyatoyz, and Furusha Rabbaseni Bebaliyatoyz, and Salasar. And it so happens to be the, the, the Panemiophis follows with the same shot. It doesn't bring the Daskeni. And also the Malbim in his Purush on the, on the Mechilta touches the same way. Uh, there's a, a, a novel Pshat, a Gvaldik Pshat. And this is a Pshat quoted by, by, by Rabbi Pesach Frank, Gehard Tzvi, in his Chuvis and recorded and reprinted in his Purush on Chumish. And he brings it from the Marul Diskin. And he says, he says, he says, you know, what are we saying? The Torah, the, uh, 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 he says, it makes an analogy to the signet, right? So he says, but when you have, you sign with your, with, with, the, with, the, with, the, with the tabas, with the ring, right? Whatever the, the signet, right? So on it, the letters are the wrong way. The reason why it will come out the right way when you seal, when you, when you put the seal on, right? Is because backwards. Uh, it's backwards, right? So he says, what's going on here? He says, what's going on there? The Torah says that it should be like a seal. So then you're reading it backwards? It can't be reading it backwards. It has to be, has to be read clearly. It has to be Lizikoroi. The coin has to be able to see the names, right? So what's it mean that it's like the signet? So he says a gvaldike thing. He says, you know, it's engraved backwards. But once after you engrave it backwards, turn the stone around. Mm-hmm. You get it? So you're seeing it the straight way. Through the stone. Now the stone, the, the gem, the gems, they're see-through, right? When it shines, when the, the sun shines, you can read through the gem, right? So it's engraved on the one side, you turn the gem around, you can see through. So he says, that's the pshat, the owl. That's the pshat that the avonim or owl shmois b'nei Yisroel. Like the Baruch says, it should be like a signet. So therefore, you have to write it in the crooked way. But then he says that Avonim should be turn it around. Ah, so therefore you see it through. And he says, why? Why did I call the Baruch one that way? Because it's much more respectful. In other words, if you have the engraving part on the outside, it doesn't look good. So in order it should be much, it should fit nicely with this whole, with this whole gob, etc., etc. Therefore, I got the Baruch says to turn it around. That's the, that's correct. It's flat, right? And we see through the gem. That's the period of the Marul Diskin broke quoted by Rahatsvi. The Rogachov says a Gvaldik is up. Listen to what the Rogachov says. Now you have to understand, besides that the Rogachov's Hamtso in the Posuk is, is, is novel, he, it's all based on a principle which is novel. In other words, based on his novel, novelty which he holds and accepts. So he says that's the meaning of the Posuk. In other words, everything he says is novel. And he's saying as follows He says, What's going on here? He says, Listen. He says, he says, the Gemara says, I'm finishing, it's five minutes left. Now <laughs> the president looking at me. And the Gabba. Yeah, it should be enough. The Gemara says, says the Gemara, without going into the protum of what the Gemara says, the Gemara says that the, uh, one of the Amiroim sent, sent 
on a parchment or a piece of paper, a, a message from Bovel territory about how they acted from Bovel and Territory Shore. And the Gemara says it was sent, the, the Pesach was written out, okay, without the letter, the, the, the verse being, didn't have, wasn't, it wasn't aligned or scored. The parchment, the paper, which the Pesach, the verse was written on, wasn't scored or aligned, okay? And basically the Gemara says in sequence to that, that Rabbi Yitzchak is of the opinion, and the, the, we'll, we'll follow with the opinion of the Brisa. The Brisa says the halacha is as follows, and this is the way the Rambam Paskins and Ilchis Sefer Torah Perik Zayin Halacha Tezayin. That if any text of Kisvei Hakodesh are written, in other words, take a Sefer Torah, take a Mezuzah, take 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 Tfil. Well, we'll see. There are many different opinions, but Sefer Torah and Mezuzah, we know the din is right. Halacha Moshe Sinai, the halacha from Moshe from Sinai is that the Mezuzah has to be written. When we start writing it, the Mezuzah has to be scored. Okay, not just lined with a pencil, but actually indented, right, with a tool. What's the tool called? Whatever they call. Whatever, right? And indented, right? And on that, it has to be scored. Scored all the way through on each line. Each line has to be scored. And if it's not done, the mezuzah is parcel. Parcel. Okay? The saying, the Raman Pasch is for the Sefer Torah. Okay? The same has to be for a Sefer Torah. Uh, uh, for Tvil, says Toysvis, uh, that there's no need for it. And that's the Psakalacha, there's no need for it. Uh, the other Rishonim say, at least for the Tvil, at least just for the top line, should be scored. And that will lead you for the rest of the Tvil. And then there are Rishonim who say that if you don't score it on the top, at least, that means uh, horizontally, but vertically, we have to have it. You have to have the, the partial has to be marked. In other words, you have to score it, make a margin, horizontally and vertically, the top and the bottom and the sides. Okay? So this all depends on the different inyonim. If it's a Pateria, Tulna, Mezuzas, they have different legal status in relation to the thing. It's called Sirtut, scoring. Okay, now the rule is that not just when we're writing a full text of the Chumash, or the full text of the Mezuzas, or the full text of the Tulna. Says the Brisa, if you're writing more than, if you're writing four letters, Excuse me, four words. Any more than three words of a Hebrew text. Any more than three words of a Hebrew text. If you're writing four words of a posuk, you're writing four words of a posuk. Listen carefully. And it's written biksava shuris, written like the letters of a secretary, right? So the din is you must score that paper. If it's paper, you have to line it. And if it's part of it, you have to score it. That's the din. It's a in Rambam and in Shulchan in Hilcha Sefer Torah, No question. Okay? Now, the Pashtas, we always learn, and if you'll take a look at the Poskim, it would seem this applies to a verse, at least a Posuk, right? If, you, for instance, you're quoting three wor- four words of a verse which has ten, uh, eight, eight words, and you're quoting four words of that Posuk, Right? You're writing four words of that posok. In other words, this consecutive four words, so then you have to score the paper. You get it? The, the, the statement, the language of the Gemara is, and the language of the Rambam is, that three, four words, if there are four words of Kisve HaKodesh, doesn't say exactly if it's in a text of a posok or not. It has to be scored. That's the Shittas, that's the lotion of the Rambam. Now, I believe, you'll soon hear what the Rogachever says. 
the Rogachava seemed to take this all to the extreme. In other words, even though the Yavit says clearly that it applies only to, and, and all the Mephorshim seem to learn, this, this rule applies, this halacha applies only to a text of a pasuk and you're taking out and quoting a text of a pasuk, right? And sequence of, of words of a pasuk. The Rogachava seemed to learn that it's irres- irrelevant if it's the full text of the pasuk, if it's just three, four words of a Hebrew text. And it's written, Biksav Meruba, Biksav Ashuris, the Allah is that has to be scored. Says the Rogachover, and it makes no difference according to the Rogachover, if it's written this way or if it's written that way. If there are four words written of the Torah, Biksav Ashurit, okay, ended. So the Rogachover says, listen, let's take the Avne Shoyam. The Avne Shoyam had six tribes engraved. The Allah is in Shulchan Aruch. It's not thinking about the halachas in Shekhanorah. The fact is, the halachas in Shekhanorah, Rabbi Yeruch and Paskins, the rule is not just if you're writing it with ink, but the same applies when you engrave it in stone or you engrave it in, 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 in gold. Yeah, yeah, you have to engrave the line. Right, exactly. It has to be sirtut. You must have the score thing. It makes no difference what the surface is. The Rogat therefore, asks and raises and says, when it comes to the Avnei Shoyam, we have six tribes engraved here and six tribes engraved there, says the Rogachover, Adover Nifla, Chidush Nifla. Go find it. It's nowhere to be found, but he says it. Says the Rogachover, you want to know something? That had to be scored. Only if you held it, the original Kassab was Ashuris. Oh, do me a favor. So it's good enough what the Rogachover held. So definitely did the Rogachover held. So and so. So it fits. So the Rogachover is Mechadish Achidish God, even though no one seems to learn that way. Because normally we would learn it has to be out of the text of the Pasuk, and the letters have to be consecutive, with the words have to be consecutive from a verse. Here you have separate names Ruven, Shimin, Yankiv, Yehuda. It's not consecutive, it's not in order. It's Kesay Totel Daisom. It's not Kesay the Shem Bemikro, etc., etc. Nevertheless, because they are written, how many names? You have six words of the Torah on this, on this one, six words of the Torah on that one, right? Six words, every four words, you have to rule, right? Good. Says the Rogachavar Adover Nifla. Read the Pasuk now. He says, look what's going on. Read the Pasuk. Read the Pasuk. It says in the Chumash as follows. It says in the Torah, in Pasuk Test, page 466. You should engrave the names of the Jewish people. Then Pasuk Yudalov comes and tells us a total new ball game. Listen to what Pasuk Yudalov says. It should be Masei Chorash Evan, like Rashi says. He should be a craft. Someone knows how to do it. Then the Torah says two things, according to the Rogat Shavar. And the question is, why do we need that repetition? If the Torah wants to tell us it should be like a signet, it should be sufficient just by quoting that Masei Chorash Evan Pituchei Choysom Eshtei Ha'avonim Al Shmois B'nei Yisrael. What is this pituchei choysam tefatach? And he asks the question is even stronger. He says, let's take a look at the at the at the choyshen. At the choyshen. Don't forget, we have engraved names on the twelve stones on the breastplate. Correct? Twelve times. Now, let's take, take a look at the Torah there. The Torah says in the pasuk there. Uh, where is it? Here, right here. Uh, pasuk chafal of page four sixty eight. It just says The Torah says that it should be engraved like a signet, right? It should be engraved. Number one, number two, it should be readable and clear and 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 and, and, and crystallized, right? It should be sharp. So is sufficient. So the Rogachover asks, look, what does it say here? Tefatach. Says the Rogachover, you know why? Because Hakadosh Baruch Hu is telling you that when we're in the Avnei Shoyim is different than the Avnei But the Avnei each stone was a separate stone. So it's, each stone is a separate entity. 
So each name is a separate thing. So each name, you're writing one name, you write one Hebrew word, no problem, you don't have to score the stone, no problem. It doesn't have to be lined. But when we're talking about Avnei Shoya, which has six words in Hebrew, so the deal is, you have to what? You have to make sirtut. So that's what the Torah says. It has to be petuchachosim. The letters of the name are inscribed and engraved like what? Like a signet. And in addition to fatach. And in addition, you also have to score it. You also have to line it and engrave and make an engraving now in between each name or possibly just on the border, etc., etc. That will depend on how we have to learn the din of Sirtut according to that. So that's why it says Dafka, this Loshan here, and it doesn't say the same Loshan by the Avne Choshen. Now, uh, he says that's why if you take a good look also, the same applies in Vayakel. In Vayakel, you will see the Torah Mamish follows with that same language. Because it has to, uh, it follows with what we just finished saying in Vayak, uh, sorry, in Pekudel. In Pekudel Lametes, which we just had a moment ago. There too, the Torah says, just see it again, Lametes. So the Torah says, what was it? 532? Yeah. 532. There too, the Torah says, uh, please, if you don't mind, it says, Vayasu Vov. Vayasu, I'm finishing. Vayasu, so he says, that's the engraving of the thing. But in addition, it has to have mifutochos. It also has to have the sirtut. But when it comes to the avne choishen, it just says what? Take a look. It says no more. In Pesach it says, no more than that, because there's only one stone. So that's the Chidush Godel of the Rosh Hashanah. Yeah, yeah, either underneath or on the, on the border of the stone, for the, whatever reason. Either it's Mestam and Aralach Lomish, we see that may even be a Midrabonum. It could also be that in order it should be written in a uniformed way, that it shouldn't be messed up, it should be readable, etc., etc. What's the difference? We're talking about the Chumash. Shat in the Chumash. This halacha applies to us too nowadays. That if you want to write a quote, a posuk, a verse, or four words of a Hebrew text, you have to underline it. But now you're talking about the stones, though. Right? No, I'm talking about the stones. What do you mean, it's not What's the game? I'm learning Chumash. Pshat and the Chumash. When you learn your Chitas, you should know what the Pshat of the Chumash is, according to the Rogat Shover. Pshat and the Chitas. Uh, the Rogat Shover goes on to give another uh, Pshat and reconciliation for it, but now is not the time because we have to go. And in Mirza Hashem, we will go on to discuss this on uh, the same line of thought what's going on with the Tzitz in the same gang, because the Tzitz also had some Hebrew lettering. On the seats, and is there certain needed there or not? Okay. Have a good night. Sure. You sure about that? Wait for Wednesday and you'll see. <laughs>